Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the Pitney Bowes Reemployment Agency and Soup Kitchen, this is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless Tosh by joining the stamp show here today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership, and you get a really cool membership certificate. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Albert. And uh, one thing I wanted to start with is um, nobody has heard it yet because it's going up tomorrow, but the last podcast I did, uh, I was talking about st- stamp strategies for recessions versus inflation. And I brought up that the government really has a choice between fighting inflation or recession because fighting them both is not possible. And I didn't go into it. I want to go into it really, really quick. This is just like economics 101 for people. To fight inflation, you want to raise interest rates so that people have an incentive to save. Generally speaking, interest rates have to be higher than inflation. The definition of interest is inflation plus time value of money. So you need to raise interest rates. Second thing you need to do is you need to raise taxes to curtail spending. And you can't raise taxes on the rich people because what that does is it changes the way that they save money. You have to address the people who buy TV sets and cars and stuff like that. So you need to tax the middle class who generates demand for stuff. To fight recession, you do the opposite. You lower interest rates so that businesses invest more and hire more people. You also increase the benefits that you give to people So instead of taxing them more, you're actually giving them improved unemployment benefits and the like. The third thing for both of them is the Federal Reserve. To fight interest rates, the Federal Reserve cuts their balance sheet. They sell their bonds. They take in a bunch of dollar bills and then they throw them in the incinerator and burn them up. Inflation is caused by more money. 
in a recession when you're paying everybody extended benefits, the Federal Reserve is buying bonds. They're issuing more money. So like I said, the question is whether or not the Federal Reserve is going to fight interest or excuse me, fight inflation or is going to fight recession. And uh, this is just a clarification of that. Um, yeah, like I said before, you know, and I wonder, Mark, have you changed your buying habits at all, preparing for inflation or preparing for a recession? Well, I have a little notebook that I'm saving all of my prestige items that I've been buying for, uh, you know, for future uh, apocalypse. <laughs> so I've got number ones. I've got six thirteens to fifteens, uh, or not. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, C thirteen, yeah, C fifteen, um, dollar values, Colombians, Trans Mississippi. Um, like I've told everybody, I've been doing that since November because it's not a surprise to me that this uh, inflation is occurring. Oh, but I did break down, and I bought a Bitcoin. And it's rather surprising. Here, uh, you, you can all, you, this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but you can hear it here. I'll drop it on the table. So you, you hear that? that? That's the actual Bitcoin that I purchased. It's remarkable because on Amazon, they're only $2.99. Yep. So, I mean, if the value goes to zero, I lost three bucks. But, you know, if it goes up... Hey, maybe I can uh, make some money off this. And you can tell that it's genuine because it has a capital letter B with a little dollar sign things on the top and bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it looks exactly like the ones that you see on TV. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I am now an owner of a Bitcoin. So speaking about other witless tosh. <laughs> what did who is Mr. Joy and what did he say? Uh, DeJoy, uh, Postmaster General DeJoy, uh, as reporting in Linz, is ending the 30 year program for discount postage. So, uh, uh, right now, if you were to uh, go to like Pitney Bowes or stamps.com, um, you have the dual advantage of being able to print the indicia right on your envelope from your uh, computer at home. And not only print the indicia, but also buy the stamp uh, at a discount rate. Well, he is ending the discount rate program so that now the only advantage for PitneyBosonStamps.com is just being able to print, you know, from their computer at home or from their computer at the business. So uh, that is ending uh, starting October 1st. What's not clear is um, if this will affect uh, things like eBay's program where you can, uh, where you can purchase uh, envelopes through eBay, or, or not envelopes, but uh, but purchase um, the discount uh, discount postage with scanning uh, through eBay. Like if you if you sell something for less than twenty dollars that fits in a in a number ten envelope, um, you can print out the um, uh, uh, the the actual indicia that that goes on the envelope, and it's not only less expensive than the current stamp, fifty seven cents versus sixty cents. But uh, it's also trackable. Yeah, and just uh, for people who have never used this before, they don't actually print a stamp. You actually print a shipping label that has, you know, 
the your return address, the person's address, a bunch of you know legal stuff on it. But it's a, you're not printing a stamp like stamps.com does. Right. If they're ending the program in October, what's to keep somebody from buying $1,000 worth of postage in September? Because that'll be at a discount, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you've got that sort of last chance, last-ditch effort to, to buy, you know, next year's worth of, of, uh, of postage. But uh, well, I, don't I, think I think those, uh, like the Pitney Bowes machines, I think there's uh, upper limits as to how much you can shove into it. Eh, not, not really, exactly but sure. the hitches is that... The Pitney Bowes machines, Pitney Bowes is used mostly by businesses. Mm -hmm. So they will run the envelopes through and it will print that usually red that you've seen in the past. It has that prepaid thing. Uh, just It's meter mail. Right. So it's not a stamp. It's a meter. So it prints the meter on the envelope. And uh, I do know that if you are printing out of your house um, you can buy a sheet and then print the items on the sheet the stamps and you get a 5% discount on priority mail I know it's more but I don't remember how much but they said 30% discount I have never seen a 30% discount except from uh the Wuhan postage and <laughs> bat food uh, company. Yeah, I think that's on the website for stamps.com. What's the Postmaster General's explanation for why he's ending the program? Uh, I'm not sure that uh, they actually go into it in the, in the article, um, but um, uh, but it's going to, you know, it's going to have an effect, obviously. Um, I'm not sure that it's that it's. Um, I, I think it's something where it's a a planned end of the program. And I'm sure I'm not sure that it's actually going to end. There may be some sort of last last ditch effort to to preserve it, but we'll see. Uh, starting October first, we'll find out. Well, you'll still have all the post office discounts, right? Like yeah. for for pre sort and all that stuff. What this is is it's the people who, well, okay. Stamps.com and Pitney Bowes operate totally differently. Pitney Bowes, you take a meter and you load it up with money. And then you print the meters on an envelope as it goes through your business. Stamps.com, you pay and then they send you a file and you print that file onto a sheet of stamps that are pre-printed by them with the pictures and everything. And so it fills in the value on these stickers, on these labels. And those are listed in the uh, Scott's catalog. Those are private mailing labels. Those are private ma what do they call them? Private mailing? Private vending? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's Computer vended. Computer vended. Yeah. So anyway, those are actual, and I'm using finger quotes that you can't see, uh, those are actual finger quotes stamps, whereas Pitney Bowes, IBM, those are meters. In both cases, um, the, the post office gives discounts, and I can sort of wa see why they're ending the program. One is... They want to make more money. And probably stamps.com 
is not a big enough player for the post office anymore. I can very easily see that being the case. Yeah. It's like, dudes, instead of printing it on your computer, go to the post office. Um, IBM, you know, they, <laughs> they've they been printing meters since the 1920s. Or, I'm sorry, I, uh, Pitney Bowes. Pitney Bowes, yeah. Pitney Bowes, who was first? Oh, Pitney Bowes was first. They were? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I know that the first meters were mainstream in 1927, and I believe the first ones ever done were in 1913. So we're talking about a process that's you know, over 100 years old. Right. They didn't give discounts back then. The whole thing was you didn't have to lick stamps and put them on envelopes and figure out the postage rate. You just punched in a number, and then the stamps all went through your little printing press. Stamps.com. I'm not so certain that they're a big um, big enough customer for them to really worry about. Yeah. So Pitney Poles will probably survive it. Yeah. But Stamps.com might not. But a second thing, and we were discussing this at lunch, and again, if you're in Las Vegas, we're at the South Point uh, Casino Buffet at uh, 1130. Um, when Stamps.com advertises a discount up to 30% off. That sort of puts it in the public's head that the post office gives discounts. And so then when a Chinese counterfeiter, and yes, I got kicked off Facebook for calling them Chinese counterfeiters, and I'm still standing by it. Screw you, Facebook. Um, if when the Chinese counterfeiters say, well, we're giving 50% discount, it sort of has a ring of truth to it. It's like, well, stamps.com is probably just taking the rest for uh, their profit, and this this reasonable Chinese fellow is going to sell me these stamps, you know, at a very, very low profit because, you know, China's a poor country. And so, uh, you know, I can see them selling them at 50% discount, which in actuality, they're counterfeit. And, uh, you know, they're, they're robbing the post office and indirectly robbing you. So maybe they're doing it to get rid of the ability of counterfeiters to say, yeah, well, our discounts are in line with everybody else's. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you see that as an explanation? I mean, the timing on it is kind of odd if it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the postal service really needs to do something about the, uh, about the fraud. Um, and uh, I think we've always advocated for going back to, um, uh, you know, to uh, en engraved printing, and they've they've been doing that. They've experimented with the uh, with the duck stamps. The, this year's duck stamps um, actually encompasses three um, security features. One is the embossing of the of the uh, uh, the twenty five dollars. Um, they've also put in the um, uh, the tagging around the duck. And then they have an embossment of, of, a, of a duck in the sky. Yeah, and I don't even know if duck stamps are really being counterfeited. Right. I, I haven't seen one. But, yeah, I can, you know, counterfeiting a $25 stamp is uh, much more lucrative than counterfeiting a $0.60 cent stamp. Mm -hmm. But you, the second thing that I brought up at lunch was, you know, if they're not checking stamps now. <laughs> right. Which of those three do you think 
the counterfeiters are going to go, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. I'm going to stop counterfeiting stamps. And, and I wonder if it's a if this was a directive by the Postal Service or if it was a directive by Fish and Wildlife. Because Fish and Wildlife gains all, gains all the benefit from the from the sales of the duck stamps. Oh, I get it. So, um, so it may be that, that that came from Fish and Wildlife saying, you know, we see postage stamps being being uh, um, forged. You know, we don't want duck stamps being forged, so let's add this, you know, uh, to, as a precaution uh, to make sure that, um, you know, that, that we don't have, you know, duck stamps being sold as, uh, or forgery duck stamps being sold. I have to agree. I mean, my answer, which I think Britain hit it dead on. I think they got a winning one. They put print the QR code next to the stamp, just like stamps.com does, by the way. Right. So you have a little QR code. It goes through the machine. The machine reads it and says, hey, this ain't a stamp. Or it goes through and says, hey, We've allowed through 20 with this QR code. Now we're putting an end to it. And if they put the QR code, then there's really no excuse for the Postal Service not to track first-class mail, you know, envelopes. Well, because if the machine reads the, the QR code to make sure that the, that the postage is, um, you know, is legitimate, then why can't you just also... Read say, the zip oh, yeah. code. Read the zip code, or, or or say, okay, yeah, this this mail piece passed this through this machine on this particular date, and uh, and be able to track it uh, and track it on the way. Maybe that's a, a reason that they're avoiding it because uh, people are paying good money to track first uh, uh, to track um, priority. Yeah, and but they can just say, well, we're not going to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and say pay pay the extra fee, and we'll uh, tell you what the number is, even though we have the number. You know, pay us and we'll tell you what it is. Right. right. I think uh, the Postmaster General's action is consistent with what he said about the raising of the, uh, the, the fact that the rates are going to raise up a lot in the next, what, one year or two years. They, he announced it was going to change, what, three or four times, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, so I think this is just, I think, I think somebody's paying attention to the red ink. Mostly caused by the pension funds. Yeah, well, it's caused by the fact that it's government. You know, even though it's not government, it's government. And uh, even if you're saying, oh, it's not government and it's not government, then, okay, uh, highly bureaucratic corporation with uh, no ties to revenue. You know, there's... The post office has... Well, I was going to say never... But that's probably not true. Probably sometime like in the 1600s or 1700s, the post office was run as a business. But ever since Benjamin Franklin left, you know, the postmaster generalship in the United States, it's been more political than anything you can possibly name other than the military. So, uh, as a matter of fact, the post office was larger than the military for the beginning of U.S. history. So we will see, um, but from a standpoint of raising rates, why would that matter for, like, stamps.com? They just print a higher-value stamp. Yeah, I think think they'll, they'll switch their focus to the convenience, the convenience factor of not having to go to the post office. Yeah, 
And uh, I don't think that's much of a convenient factor now because you can just go online and just buy your stamps. You can buy them from the post office. You can also buy them from a dude in China. But, I mean, realistically, you can go online, use a credit card, and they will mail you stamps to use on your mail. I mean, you do not have to go to the post office. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the post office to drop stuff off. But that doesn't solve this problem. Which I had a, I have a odd story about that here at PSE. Um, we track all the stuff that we mail, and so we have a little pink signature confirmation slip, which allows the item to be tracked. And uh, we send priority mail predominantly, and Marina, who you know does a lot of the shipping, she went to, to the post office. And they had all those pink slips. And she went to another post office, went over in Henderson, instead of the main po post office that's used to us. And they said, oh, we don't take those anymore. We, we have priority, and priority has all the shipping in it. And she goes, oh, okay. So, you know, they ripped all the tracking off and then put a priority slip on top of it that has tracking. And so then she got back to the office and said, oh, cash, they don't take these anymore. You know, here, here's, uh, they have tracking on the priority. And I go, okay, great. Now go ahead and put it on the, inside the computer on all the orders, which you don't have anymore because they're in envelopes at the post office. So you have no clue what the orders are. <laughs> right. You have to enter that number into the computer. Uh, what are you going to do now? And she goes, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, yep, so that shipping that you just did basically is untrackable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we are going to have a difficult time. Um, just FYI, though, PSE has, uh, hold on, has never lost an item, but that's not true. Okay, that derailed me. What was I just saying? Oh, you're talking about the, the tracking that got oh, uh, yeah. lost. So we've never lost an item. I have to think about it. There was one item, though. And, it, oh, uh, no, we've never lost an item that we've mailed. We lost one item that was shipped to us, but it wasn't actually lost. And it was interesting because uh, in Nevada, we had a post office box where it'll take Federal Express. And... That's sort of a thing in Nevada. In California, you're not allowed to. You know, the post office says, screw you. But uh, in Nevada, the lawmaker said, no, 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 you have to take it. So a person mailed a Federal Express to the P.O. Box, which if you've sent anything to PSE, we haven't had that P.O. Box for about three years. Hmm. So it was addressed, instead of being addressed to PSE, it was addressed to the president of the company, Scott Murphy. So the post office box, which has forwarding, and we keep the forwarding up just in case, but they couldn't forward it because they had Scott Murphy instead of PSE, and they also didn't have the box number. So I'm sitting there, you know, they're calling up saying, where's the package? You guys haven't received it. And we go, we, who'd you mail it to? And they go, well, here. And I go, well, how the, how the heck are we going to get it? They have no clue who this is. <laughs> but the funny thing is the post office didn't know who it was. They returned it to Federal Express. 
Federal Express sat on it for two months because they didn't know who to send it back to in spite of the fact that the return address was on it. And then the person had to contact Federal Express and say, yeah, that's me. And Federal Express literally said, can you prove what's inside the package? Hmm. And it happened to be like a $15,000 stamp collection. It took five months, maybe a little less than five months, for them to get their package back. Which, to me, that's that was a weird thing. That was incredible. And obviously, the owner of the stamps was highly distressed. But he was a dealer, and I saw him, like, you know, once a month. And I just go, you know, nothing ever gets lost lost. It just gets really, really super delayed. Right. It falls into a crack that sometimes takes a while to yep. you know, fix. As opposed to eBay. I send plenty of stuff that... Uh, gets lost and again I'm, you can't see it I'm using finger, finger quotes, quotes. <laughs> uh, y- you will send certain things to certain countries and I'm sure the person gets the envelope opens up the envelope and says oh, these are cashier stamps he sent me oh, these are really nice I like that one uh, oh, hold on here dear eBay I didn't receive the package <laughs> And eBay goes, oh, well, if you didn't receive it, here's your refund. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> And that happens, unfortunately, more often. It, not inside the United States. Inside the United States, things still get lost. But it's relatively uncommon. I'd say, like, one out of 200 or 300. I mean, you know, it's really bad luck if something gets lost in the mail. And it usually doesn't get lost. It's delayed. Yeah, or yeah. it's misdelivered, you know. It, you send it to... 1526 South Bay Drive and they put it in 1562 South Bay Drive and then the person you know gets the the envelope and says oh this is this person's and uh, where is he oh he's a mile away and ah screw that and you know <laughs> and so throws it in the trash or something but in for, uh, other countries there there are some countries out there who are who have people in them who lack ethics. So uh, I won't mention any names. And I would if it was China. <laughs> but actually, China, I feel I have really, really good. China has, I never lose stuff to China. Hmm. So how about you? Okay, so I lose one in a couple hundred. Do you ever lose stuff when you mail? Very rarely. You know, maybe one uh, one a year. Oh, so that's like where, where one out a of claim. a thousand or something. Yeah, where I get a claim that says, hey, I didn't get this. Yeah, I mean, it does happen, but it's in the, in the United States, it's really super rare. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't heard anything from you, Albert. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I'm just... I didn't have anything specific. All I did was buy some discount postage on Saturday. So oh, that's, not, that's not, well, the best thing was, was it was all envelopes. Right now, right now, since, since blank, we've discussed this last week, that blank envelopes cost um, usually about $45. Legal size envelopes cost $45 for 500 It's better to be looking for the envelopes um, that have some form of pre-stamp postage on it and buy it as discount postage because the envelope then comes along for free. Yep, yep. Yeah, but when you're paying 
eight, nine cents for the envelope, and the stamp on the envelope is five cents. You can, you can give them the full five cents. Hey, here, I'll pay you full face. <laughs> because the envelope's worth more than the stamp is. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I'll be redundant. Um, this is from Jim Forty. Shout out to Jim. Um, he, I bought a bunch also, and I bought Canadian and United Nations along with the U.S., and the Canadian postage in United Nations, if you buy something from me on eBay, <laughs> you could very well get an envelope that when you soak the stamps off it, you'll see that it's a UN envelope underneath it because I just cover up the old stamp with uh, U.S. postage. This, the postage is worth far more than the stamp. <laughs> Everybody, have a good day. We need your help. Nothing on the Internet is free, including our phone and Internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkon was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.